Hello and welcome to another episode of I Am a Christian podcast. Today we are looking at Christians in the marketplace, the tech world, and how it affects us as Christians, how it affects our day-to-day lives, and how we ought to engage with it. And I have with me today to discuss this episode, my brother, brother IBK. He has worked in the tech industry for a very long time. He is a programmer. I did not think he was a geek before, but when we started talking, I realized there's certain things you don't know about someone. But yes, so we're going to look at all of that and uh, we're going to look at the role of um, a Christian in the tech world and how we ought, like I said, how we ought to engage with it. So thank you for doing this with me today and welcome to the I Am A Christian podcast show. Yeah, I'm very happy to be here today. Uh, thank you very much for having me on the show today. Um, it's always a privilege to discuss um, about things happening in our societies, how it affects us as a child of God, and how we deal with them as well. Yes, thank you. Okay, so let's start with the simplest of questions. Now, a uh, few years back, Maybe not. I mean, a few years back, yes. Uh, things weren't how they were today. Uh, if you want to walk around with a camera and, you know, a music player and everything, you had to pretty much carry a big bag because yeah. you had everything loaded in it. But now you, with the advancement of tech, we have everything in just the one small yeah. size, maybe a six-inch phone. Yeah. And... It has greatly changed our lives. There is the good side to it. There is the bad side to it. But there are some people who have adamantly said, tech is the devil. The question is, is tech the devil? That's a very interesting question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So for a fact, tech is definitely not the devil. Tech is just another means to an end as far as the devil is concerned. It's just going back to the days of um, TV. When TV was invented, people started shouting, oh, it's the devil's box. Just Mm. back to the conversations we had before with a certain church that Tim want to mention. And it's just an example. They said at the time that TV was the devil's box. And that was the notion carried around by a lot of Christians at the time. Even though through that same TV, you get news. You see, you know what is going on around you. You see all that educational things being shown on the telly. But at the same time, you see all that immoral things on the TV as well. And some certain sect of the Christian religion believe it's the devil's box. They forget about the good part of it. Oh, of course, yes. And the rule was for every member of that particular denomination, none of them should have a TV in the house. Yes, yes. So, And that obviously, as with everything, led to other issues within the family. You find their kids going to someone else's to watch the same TV they don't want to have in their house. And so in a nutshell, tech is not the devil. It's just a means to an end, just like the TV used to be. Mm-hmm. Let, let me ask this this way, because, uh, okay, let's look at specifically social media. Yeah. 
now social media is uh, one bit where there is a lot of division on it. Now, I know there are people who strongly advocate for it, but there are people who strongly oppose it, and for good reasons too. Yeah, I mean, we have seen a lot of goods come out through the use of social media, and we also have seen a lot of bad come out through the use of social media. So say you were... Um, standing in front of someone who said to you, but see a lot of kids who have gone on social media, see the way they've turned out. See, most of them have even killed themselves and things like that. How do we communicate to that person to say, okay, you know what? Tech is not the devil. In terms of using social media, what you, what happened to people using social media is probably already in them. Something drove them towards social media. Like I was saying before, tech, social media, internet, computer, whatever you want to call it, is a means to an end for the devil to carry out his influence on people. Mm -hmm. The TV had that influence at some point. Mm -hmm. That is not doing it anymore. Mm -hmm. We are now in the computer age. Mm -hmm. And the computer age means people will get access to vast amounts of information, more than they can handle. Mm -hmm. So from the example you've just given around social media and stuff, kids nowadays who go on social media would see content they are not supposed to see, content they are not mature to see yet. Forget just forget explicit sexual content or nude pictures, forget that other content around how to relate with other people. They see those harmful content and those harmful content reorientate them. Mm-hmm. And that is where the problem comes in. Mm-hmm. It's the content they are accessing there. The web is not being regulated. Social media is not being regulated the way it should be. And because of that, harmful content makes its way to the hands of kids, even to vulnerable adults as well. And people say it's the devil. It's the devil. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. The devil is um, responsible for everything in the world. <laughs> in some ways, yes. Yeah, as far as many people are concerned. Yes. But, but the question now is, who should regulate it? Uh, the reason I ask this question is, I mean, just the other day I was thinking about this thing where you would always hear people say, oh, the government should... The government should. And I think that has infantilized us a lot, you know, in terms of the way we go about our everyday life. And um, I want us to get to tech and politics, but before that, I want to look, who should actually regulate these things? Should the government, if the government decides to regulate it, then uh, what exactly are we giving up to allow that amount of control? Yeah, it's it's a very debatable question. Who should regulate social media? Personally, the social media companies should do much more than they are now. Hmm. As a matter of fact, from my experience in the industry, I believe what they've done up till now is social engineering. Yes. So... They've created algorithms, they've created systems Mm. that make sure you're locked in. So if you're seeing a particular content, this is the immoral part of social media Mm. on the part 
of these tech companies, which I think needs to be addressed. They need to do a lot of soul searching. It's greed on their part that's make the platform the way it is now. Now, the government have a choice. Clamp down on them now. Make sure, for instance, an example is this. Anyone watching an armful content, first, label armful content. It can be done with current tech, with current technology, with the current resources and the kind of money behind these companies. It can be done. They can properly label armful contents. And after labeling them, they can stop suggesting that to someone that is watching it. So let's say a 10-year-old kid or an 11-year-old kid by chance or at random picked up a URL that leads to a content they're not supposed to see, yeah? They would go on there. They would watch the first one, yeah? Let's say they see that. It is on the social media company if they keep suggesting the same harmful content and it becomes a slippery slope for that child. The, the child will be dragged, will be sucked in, basically. Yes. In the first instance, they might actually visit that link because of inquisitive level to see what's there. Yeah. Yeah. And they want to read more, and they want to read more, so and they want to watch it. more, and it's a rapid yes. Yes. descent into chaos. Mm. Mm. So that, that is where it's, the companies need to do a lot of soul searching because it's basically greed. Mm-hmm. I think, okay, let me, yeah, certain questions I would like to, you know, just get from that because I'm sure you've heard this debate about whether the social media companies, whether they are platforms or publishers. So if they act as publishers, for example, then they have to make sure that they curate everything. If they are platforms, which they present themselves as, then they should not curate anything. The responsibility is solely on the user to say, okay, this thing I should, um, what's it called, stay away from it or engage with it. I think there is that thing of how much do we want the social media companies to be publishers? And if they are publishers, then what's it called, the responsibility that goes with that. Because I want us to think about the question from this contest. For a social media company to actually curate what is going on, then they need to have access to the information about that particular person. I mean, we're very worried about our freedoms. We're very worried about how much data. We know that tech is driven on data. That is the gold mine. So how much data do I want to give to these overlords? And in order for them to keep me safe, considering I don't even know, I, let's, I can't vouch for their moral compass. So how much do I want to give these people for them to keep me safe? Yeah, I, I think we're all, whether consciously or unconsciously, sharing significant amount of our lives with mm. these companies. Mm. As they used to say, if you're not paying for a service, yes. then you are the service being offered to mm, other people. Mm, and that's pretty much their uh, business model. Yes. So you don't even want to share any data with them. Mm. Not at all. Mm. So, but the unfortunate thing is, at this current day and age, 
whether or not you share the information yes. with them, they've got access to it anyways, mm -hmm. because they will ask you for at least some basic info about yourself. And they don't need everything from you at once. Mm -hmm. They can pick here and there and mm -hmm. there and have a whole picture of who you are as a yeah. person. Mm -hmm. That's the, that's the, um, should I say, that's the, um, the worrying part of it. Mm -hmm. You give them just very, very basic amount of information. Just mm -hmm. your email is enough. Mm -hmm. They'll piece the remaining together to get a picture of who you are and mm -hmm. target you that way. So it's the targeting part yes. of the algorithms and the way these systems work that I yes. think is very immoral. Yes. Yeah. If they stop targeting people mm -hmm. with contents, mm -hmm. we'll probably be fine. Mm -hmm. If I want a content, mm -hmm. I'll go and look for it. It would right. not fix the problem 100%. Yes. Yes. People would still harm themselves. Of course, yes. People would still go after content they're not supposed to see. Mm. But that element of suggestion of is out of it. Easy to access, yeah. Yeah. Mm. That mm. element would mm. reduce the current mm. problem now. So now something I'm thinking about is where does the government come in? How much should the government be involved? For example, with China, we know what's going on with China where China, the Chinese government pretty much uh, curates everything you can see. So, I mean, the tech guys operate there as well, but the Chinese government dictates everything. So if we don't want you to see this stuff, we don't want you to see this stuff. But that is suppressing the freedoms of the people in the country. So we live in a democracy. Yeah. Where should the sure. government come in? And to what extent should they come in? Um, they need to come in, definitely. The moral practice I, have, I keep going back to of feeding people what they are not to be feeding people mm. needs to stop. Mm. And I don't think that's too much of a ask. No. I mean, the government should be able to clamp down on them, mm. ask them to stop that. Mm. Just take out that algorithm that keeps yes. suggesting suicide videos to kids, yes. that keeps suggesting pornography yes. videos to kids. Yes. Just, it's it's not difficult. It was, they've, they've done that intentionally. Someone wrote that algorithm that's doing that. Yes. So that can be stopped yes. without infringing on people's privacy. Yes. In fact, let's say they don't even remove that. Mm. Let's let that just be part of my subscription. Mm. Please suggest videos related to the videos I'm watching to me. Yes. Let me yes. choose by myself. Don't just make it a blanket thing that yeah. Everyone that is using your platform, you assume whatever they are seeing at that point in time, mm -hmm. they want to continue to see the same thing over and over again. Mm. If I, like I said, if I want to see a content, mm. I would search. That is the purpose of the search bar. True. Yeah. Let me search for yes. it yes. and give me the search results. Yes. Don't yes. keep mm -hmm. sending me stuff. Yes. But the, the thing, okay. Uh, you know, I like politics. I yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. love politics. Yeah. And there are certain videos, like YouTube. When I go on YouTube, there are certain videos I want to see. I want to see live conferences and everything going on so I can um, decide for myself there and there rather than hear the comments. I mean, all the commentators and their many yeah, tweets. Absolutely. Something I've noticed YouTube does now is 
they send me suggestions that's completely different from the live what's it called and they usually send me suggestions that is left-leaning i am not left-leaning at all why send me left-leaning suggestions like i do not even watch left-leaning i try to make you (laughs) left-leaning that's the whole point i do not want social engineering remember (laughs) true this is true this is true because the other day i was reading this thing about um social theory um the theory of change and it's always um it, it was basically talking about how say in five years we want everybody to believe one thing. Yeah. It's what do we change year one? What do we change year two without telling people that we are changing anything? Yes. So there's the little little it's very subtle. Uh, we're just gonna introduce this little bit and we'll make it seem as if it's normal, everybody's doing it. And I think that takes me to the tech and politics bit. I know on politics, we disagree on many things, but there is uh, one thing I'm hoping we can agree on. And the agreement (laughs) is this. You'd be surprised how much we agree on. Honestly, you'd be surprised. (laughs) The the, the thing I'm hoping we can agree on is this. So now they've introduced this whole thing with hate speech and whatever, whatever, and people getting offended by, you know, every little thing, little thing. And I'm thinking... If you take away my ability to offend someone, mm. simultaneously, you're also taking away that person's um, right or ability to be offended. Yeah. <laughs> so, and something I'm thinking again about that is, uh, I believe what I believe. This other person believes what they believe. Why should this person be allowed to believe what they believe and say what they believe freely and me know? Should tech companies be involved in politics? I mean, they're supposed to be a business and for profit. I don't have any problem with them going after profit, but do not go back, go against, well, not necessarily go against, do not go after my beliefs. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're right. You have to write to your beliefs. I have the right to my belief. Everyone have the right to what they believe, basically. Mm. That's a fundamental human right. Yes. It's my belief, it's my belief. Yeah. If you don't believe the same thing I believe, yeah, that's absolutely fine. You have you are entitled to, to your own opinions. Mm. But when it comes to social media companies or tech companies meddling in politics, I don't think it's a good thing for anyone. I do understand why they would want to get involved in politics because at the end of the day, you call them tech companies, tech companies, there's still a belief behind the company. Someone is still pulling the strings of the puppet. Oh, yes. So, yeah, there's someone there and that person has a belief as well. True. And the company would definitely project the belief of the board, of the chairman, or Mm. whoever is in charge Mm -hmm. of that company. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... If you find out that it, it's always been the case, anyways, with politics and with mm. publishing, mm. or I'll say politics and media. Yeah, mm. maybe we can categorize some of these tech companies as media platforms. Very much, yes. Yeah, Very much. yeah. So it's always been the case. Yeah. They've always been, in some cases, the king makers when it comes to really? politics. Oh yes, I saw that. Yeah, the last time. they've always been the kingmakers. Yes. Yes. They've always been the one that dictates who gets elected, who doesn't get elected, mm. and mm. that hasn't gone away. It's just gone from mm. the 
daily times newspapers to right. your computer Absolutely. and your smartphones. Absolutely, now. yes. So it hasn't changed. Yes. So they've yes. always have that cordial relationship. Mm. Mm. So the fact that I'd say Facebook doesn't like the current president mm -hmm. doesn't mean they're not going to support the next incoming president true, as yeah. long as the beliefs yes. of that new yeah. president aligns mm. with their agenda. Of course, yes. It's absolutely fine. Course, yes. so, wait, how much do you think this have to do with... Because um, I don't even know now whether I, they do that because of their profit margin or it's just their beliefs. Uh, because I would think, as a, I mean, with politics, we know that there is lobby. Yeah. yeah. I would think any company that's going to lobby the government would lobby the government based on, I need you to do things that will favor my profit margin. But with the way they're going at the moment, this goes beyond just profit margin. There is, I think the agenda is way more. It's never about better. money. Mm. In most mm. cases, it's never about mm. money. It's mm. always about power. Mm. Mm. The social media companies, the media companies, the newspaper companies, yeah. they all have someone running the show. Mm. And the person running the show has someone running his own show as well. <laughs> so if the devil wants someone to be installed, this is going to the spiritual aspect of it now, yes, yes. they would need someone that can control the masses, someone that can influence people in ma on mass. Yes. And the only people that can do that is the social media companies, mm. is the newspapers, mm. is the big TV networks. They are the ones that can do that. Yeah. Yeah. And the devil will start from there. It's not going to start from just one man. It's oh, going to go okay. to them. And that's where I was saying when, I, when we started this podcast that everything happening now is just a means to an end for the devil. Is, for instance, in the case of Jesus, is whoever closest to you, he would use to try and influence you. And if you want to influence the world, where better to start than social media companies? Definitely, yes. Yeah. Yes. So that's where the messages we get pushed out because that's where everyone is. Yeah. So back to your question, the influence... And the power is why these companies do what they do. They have money. They have a lot of money. Money they cannot spend in a thousand lifetime. They already have the money. But what's the money? The money is worthless without power. And they have someone above them that would basically tell Dictate them what to do. And how to... Yeah. <sighs> but why are Christians... Because, okay, I think when Facebook and the others first came out and... With I remember having a conversation with um, some of the older people in my life, and I said to them, we should engage with these things fully as Christians. Because um, I believe, okay, in Jesus' time, when he was evangelizing, he went from place to place because he did not have the one place where he can easily reach millions of people. Social media, the internet have made the world a smaller place. Absolutely. It has made it so. Now, why don't Christians see these things as, okay, it's a two. It's just like a knife is a two. Yeah. A knife is tech. I mean, yeah. it's low tech compared yeah. to what we're talking about, but it's a two. If you give a murderer a knife, it's an evil two. Yeah. You give that same knife to a chef. It's Absolutely. Part of, you have a meal of your good. life. Yes. So... I don't know why Christians don't see the same thing, you know, like in that same light and say, okay, how do we use this yeah. to further our own agenda as well? Yeah, I think 
in some cases, it's just plain ignorance. Mm. It's just plain ignorance. Mm. The fact that, like, the analogy of the TV as a devil's yes. box I gave before, oh, yes. Yes. it's just absolute ignorance. Mm. Because mm. they're not going to show naked people all day long, are they? That is true. Yeah. And you have an idea of when all these things will be shown on telly. You can avoid watching at those times or even just switch off the telly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the same thing goes with social media. A lot of Christians still don't know what social media is all about. Mm. Um, I would say maybe a lot of churches still don't know mm. uh, what social media is all about, how, how it can be honest for yes. the purpose of the gospel. Mm. Mm. So ignorance is a massive part of it. Mm. To some extent, I am ignorant. Even though I'm in the tech world, yes, yes. to some extent I'm ignorant because I don't really spend my time mm-hmm. on Facebook, on mm-hmm. Twitter, or whatever. Yes. Once in a while, occasionally, yes. I go on there and say, oh, what's going on? Let's see what's going on. Because I don't get my news from there. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I get uh-huh. my news elsewhere. Yes. Yeah. But a lot of Christians, I would say, and churches as well, the fact that you hear social media, they think, oh... It's where the devil is standing naked and <laughs> preaching to people. <laughs> That's oh what comes God. to mind oh when people hear that. And honestly, like you've just said, it's no different from you going on radio and preaching. Yes. It's no different from you yes. doing going on the street and preaching to people. The advantage is in your own comfort. Wherever you are, you can reach millions of souls, which was what our Father in the Lord said. During this pandemic, he was able to reach the uttermost part of the world. And the interesting thing about social media is the Bible is saying at the end, in during the end time, that the knowledge will increase. Of course. So it's not just us discovering new things, Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. what we already know that is only known by a particular set of people. We now become a knowledge to everybody. It would spread across the world. That is exactly what is happening now. So, yeah, mm. in that sense, mm. this tool, as you refer to mm. it, social media, mm. could be used to propagate mm. the gospel further to the uttermost part of the world yes. that the Bible was referring to. Yeah. That yeah. Not until that's happened, mm. then the rapture will not take place. Mm. Mm. So it's a very useful tool if mm. used in the right way. Yeah. But unfortunately, like I said, it's a means to an end for the devil as well. Course, He's yeah. using it to greater effect than Christians yeah. are at the moment. Yeah, yeah. And that's why even Christians are supposed to use and don't want to use because they think it's the devil's domain. And it's not. It's just a yeah. tool. Oh, yes. Oh, no, I see people get carried away with <laughs> videos. It's like every time, they, every time they open their phone, they go straight to the, oh, some bad news. And, yeah. And, I don't know if I'm wrong, but I do feel like if you open your phone and the first thing you that your attention goes straight to it's some bad news or some whatever, <laughs> that's got more to do with you than your phone. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and also, if, if you've been searching for bad news, yes. back to the algorithm we were talking about, yes. it's only more likely to show you more oh, bad yes. news. <laughs> oh, definitely, yes. I mean, you're like, oh, this person <laughs> likes this stuff. So yeah, take, take, take. I just keep dishing it out. Every morning before you wake up, it's waiting. Oh, your breakfast. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so let's look at um, take and everyday life. Because, I mean, take... I know I just say tech, but it's really big. There's different aspects. Uh, I want to look at tech and everyday life. And we're going to get to the bits that you're working on as well. 
So there are certain parts, like I was talking about earlier, actually. In those days, you had to go with a massive camera in your bag. You have to go for a music player. And, well, we didn't really have phones. I remember those days. Yeah. So, oh, I remember I used to walk days. around with my Walkman with like oh, yes. four cassettes <laughs> at the back of my jeans. And you have to have spare batteries with you as well. Spare batteries is very important. Yeah. So, I mean, with the advance of tech, when phones first came out and everything, it's pretty much improved our life. But there's also the bit about the medical experts and the bit with the with running businesses and and all of that. Where do you see? Okay, I mean, where do you see tech going now in the future? There is talk of AI and how that is going to change things. Um, one worry I have with that is more about the economic aspects of of things. I mean, a job 10 people will do, just one machine will do that. A lot of people are going to be out of jobs. So they're telling everyone now to learn how to code. <laughs> so, yes, where do you see things going with... I mean, tech has improved our everyday life. That is true, but into the future. Into the future. <laughs> Can I have... I'm going to need a crystal ball to tell you specifically. <laughs> but no, um... From the current trends and mm. what we could see, AI is currently in a limited form. AI itself, it's not a danger to anyone. It's not a danger to jobs or anything else. Automation is never really a danger to people. So there used to be four men in factories during the car revolution when they were, the new cars were being built, Henry Ford was building um, factories to manufacture cars and all that. It was purely manpower. Fast forward into the 21st century, you have completely automated factories, robots do it, because they are repetitive tasks. We've moved on to a computer age. A computer, just tell you what to do. It will not make a single error. You will keep repeating the same task over and over again for millions of years. Doesn't really care. A man would, a man would run out at some point or start yeah. making errors yeah. because of fatigue or whatever. Mm -hmm. They don't make that mistakes. Yeah. That's some kind of automation. Yeah. The automation we have now is evolved to what is now being called artificial intelligence, which means still based on the principle of the previous automation, program it in a certain way, and it will do the same thing over and over again. The new ones would show it so many patterns, and it will be able to work out what's going on from the patterns you've shown it. So self-learning. Yeah, so they call it neural networks. It's been, they're trying to mirror how the brain works, yeah? Same connected neurons, connected networks. And what they done so far is still in a limited form, I would say, yeah. that requires a vast amount of data. Mm -hmm. So even AI in its current form mm -hmm. cannot threaten anyone's job mm -hmm. because it still requires a lot of people feeding it data. Yeah. Yeah. And for instance, so companies in the US mm -hmm. have started employing people in Kenya and some other part of Africa mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. classify data for their AI algorithms. Yeah. So 
a self-driving car now needs a picture of the road, needs every possible kind of um, every kind of road sign you could find in several languages. So there's still a vast amount of work to be done before AI can be that thing you've just described now, I take away people's job and all of that. Before we get to that point where they have all the data classified the way it should work, then it would take ages. So the AI in its current form now is on a domain-by-domain basis. So not until there is a vast improvement in what is called a general AI. So general AI is it knows everything and anything. Yeah. Yeah. So like a central hub. Kind of. But so that that is what is being called medical AI. Which, for instance, someone's gone to the hospital, they've had a scan. Because the hospital is under so much pressure, they've not had anyone to look through the scan, maybe like a chest x-ray or something, to pick out that that person has got some kind of disease based on the scan. Yeah. Because of the um, the hospital having a lot of backlog, the person doesn't get diagnosed with the disease and they eventually die. Yeah, this has actually happened at Postmodern Hospital, the Queen Alexander Hospital. So they have a lot of backlog that I wasn't treated and because of that, a few people died because they were not diagnosed because the hospital was under so much pressure. So now, if you create a, not basically, if you create an AI algorithm, yeah? You train it with pictures of people that have the same disease in their x-ray. It would understand, oh, someone that has this disease, their chest x-ray will look similar to this or Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. And the moment you pass it a new, someone that's just been through x-ray, new scan, yeah, it would be able to make a judgment and say, oh, Mm. please flag this person. So pass it thousands and thousands of x-ray results mm. then it would be make be able to flag and say okay so that's one a high but people still need to double check to make sure yeah, that yeah. is correct yeah? yeah that's the current form of AI we have at the moment so it's not the AI, the Terminator type of AI yet. <laughs> I was actually thinking, I was actually thinking iRobots. I mean I know it's I know it's a movie but Terminator for example uh Hmm. Let's think about it this way. It's not so long ago Google Maps started. Yeah. Now Google Maps is pretty much. I remember when they still, you know, were going around with the little camera. Thank you. That's what I was explaining. Yes. So that's a particular problem, a particular domain. Yes. That Google was tackling at the time. Mm. So it mm. requires every single domain to be covered. Mm. Everything then joined up. Yes before you can have the kind of AI, AI you're talking that, about. Like yeah. It's able to make decision on any context, anything yes. you throw at it. Yes. Hmm. Okay. Well, hopefully that won't happen in my <laughs> lifetime. No. <laughs> it's, it's supposed to be a good thing, but obviously it's the human the element, yes. people behind it, yes. the greed behind mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. is always the problem. Yes. So if this tech companies can mm. see kids hanging themselves, committing suicide, self-harming, mm. Mm. and they still continue to dish out, suggest mm. videos yeah. that will cause them to do yeah. more. And they haven't done anything yeah. now. Yeah. Just imagine what they would do when they have a general AI working. That is true, yeah. yeah. If they cannot deal with this yeah. now, yeah. what would they do if you give them such power? Yeah. But so that's even, the worrying part. Yeah. I don't even know whether it's an issue of 
they can't deal with it or they do not want to deal with it. For example, uh, take someone like, what's this guy's name? This Microsoft guy, Gates. He is one of the guys who um, he's very big about overpopulation and the world and climate change and the what's it called? Planet is yes. dying. We should have fewer it's people. Yeah. Yes. So we, let's have fewer people. And well, he says he's been a philanthropist, but most of the money he sent to places in Africa is pretty much to push the abortion agenda. Uh, there is this lady called Amobianiju that's been exposing that she really? even made a documentary. Oh, yeah, she made a documentary of the whole thing. So with people like that, and Microsoft is a big thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, Microsoft is how we all grew up. Oh, yeah. So he has that part. I don't know whether it's an issue of they can't or they do not want to. Personally, if you yeah. ask me, I think they just don't want to. Mm-hmm. I think they just want to. It's not because they can't, it can't be done. It can't be done. Yeah. yeah. If we all come together, it can't be done. It's not supposed to be there in the first place. So it's just an agenda. Yes. Yes. So this is why I'm worried about the whole iRobots family <laughs> situation yeah, yeah. in and the future. Yeah, you're not alone when it comes to that worry. You're not alone. Elon Musk has said the same thing. He's a tech guy. He's a billionaire. Yes. He said exactly the same thing. Yeah. He's putting chips in people's brain now. That's what mm. he's doing now mm. to help them speak or whatever. Yes. That could easily morph into some other sinister agenda. Mind control. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's doing that now, even though he's yeah. warning that AI is not yes. a good news. So the it's the whole, of I am the good guy in this. Kind of. Those guys are the bad guys. Yeah, kind of. So yeah, he's 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 um I think is it called Neuralink? I think that's the name of his Neuralink project. Yes. Yeah, I saw an article about that recently. Yeah, yeah, I saw him talking about it recently. I can't remember where. Mm. And yeah, it, it can be done what they're doing mm. now mm. if it's for good for mm. for good. Yeah, it can mm. be done. But mm. honestly, my personal belief and from my professional mm. experience is, yeah. it's not difficult to stop eight crime it's mm. not difficult to stop mm. kids mm. accessing the content mm. they're not supposed mm. to access online mm. it's not difficult if they want to do it yeah it's not well, i think if it works for the agenda they're trying to forward because i think i mean with people being divided you know going back to the politics aspect yeah. of things with people being divided it actually serves a particular agenda to help certain people reinforce yeah. maintain their power so yeah Ooh. everyday life everyday life let's look at everyday life yeah. there are certain um, areas of tech that it's just meant to facilitate everyday life and that's one aspect you've been working on ah yes synergy <laughs> I want to say I want to say talk about synergy because coronavirus happened yeah. and I know a lot of people complained about it but something that I want to take away from this whole period of the pandemic, it's it's created an opportunity yeah. for a lot of things. And that is where synergy comes in. So just talk us through synergy and who is it for? How can people incorporate this into everyday life to help them facilitate what they do? So that's one question I didn't expect you to ask. <laughs> I'm like, oh, definitely. We're going to talk about that. This is tech. <laughs> So, um, synergy in its current form, 
I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but mm. in his current form and his roadmap, is meant to help those that don't have access to tech as it is. Mm. So, for instance, you're a company, you're a small company, mm. you want to start taking payment. Like you said, yeah. internet is bringing people closer and closer, and mm. that would continue to be the case. Mm. Mm. Things will continue to go online. Yeah. More companies will continue to trade online. As you can see, the high street is pretty much empty these yep. days. The yep. shops are closing down oh, and all yes. of that. Yes. So the whole point of Synergy is you have a physical store. You want to move that online. Mm. It should be easy for you to do without mm. someone asking you for tens of thousands of pounds to do it. Mm. Mm. In a very basic way, yep. you should be able to start taking orders mm. from your customers. Mm. Even if during the pandemic, oh, you've just started a new catering business in your own garage or your kitchen or whatever, you should be able to start taking orders from people. So that's the whole point of Synergy. And not just that, Synergy is there for you to create your own space on the web, your own presence on the web. So be it a caterer, whatever you do, be it someone that has an existing business or existing website, for instance, and you want some capabilities on that website, you don't necessarily want to change your website. You just want to add more capability to it. That is what Synergy would offer you. So right from a landscape engineer, for instance, to a lawyer, to an accountant, it could be anyone. You could have your web page up and running, and the only thing you need to add to your web page at, at that point in time is for people to be able to book appointments. Yeah. That's what Synergy is there for. Mm. Just go on there, create your appointment, create, link it to your calendar, and that's it. Just put a link on your website. And I mean, a typical example is to church. Yeah. If you go to the MFM Salantin website now, mm. the tab called Booking Form yeah. was just added on there, yeah. and the link goes back to Synergy. So the person wouldn't know they've left your site. Yeah. They would still think it's part of your site. So it's called Synergy for that reason. It's just combination of different things that Bringing helps you together. To, yeah, yes. and helps you to achieve yes. whatever aim you want to achieve. Yes. So that's Synergy in a yes. nutshell. So the question is, how easy? Because with the way you've explained it, I mean, you are a programmer, so... <laughs> <laughs> I understand. <laughs> yeah, but how easy... So I'm new to computer. Yeah. Um, well, I know how to turn it on. I know how to... Well, someone has probably showed me the Google Chrome icon or something. But, <laughs> so that thing is called a mouse. You, exactly, yeah. You press there. And, well, it's called a mouse and I'm looking for the tail. <laughs> hey, this mouse has no tail. <laughs> but how easy will it be for me to use? We've put in, I think, almost two years of work now mm. to make sure any... Idiot. I'm not calling you an idiot. Obviously. Yes, I know. I get that, anyone, yeah. any dummy. Like it's yeah, it's um application development for dummies. I would say yeah, you could pretty much go on there, create the pages you want mm. your users to mm. see, mm-hmm. drag and drop the components you want yeah. them to see. Yes. Okay. I want them to when they come mm. to this new page or this mm. appointment page. I want them to see my calendar. Drag mm. and drop your calendar on the page. Yeah. Yeah. When. They've picked a date, yeah? Mm. I want them to give me some contact details. Mm. Drag and drop the fields in there. It's literally put your mouse on it, drag, put it on the page, Mm. drag, put it on the page, Mm. 
save. Mm-hmm. It's so as simple no as that. No need for typing too many codes. No, you don't need. Them. You don't even need to type any code. To be honest, mm. you don't need to code at all. Yeah. If you don't know how to code, if you know how to code, yeah, it would allow you to do that as well. Yeah. If you want to create some more advanced features yeah. of on the page you are trying to add to your existing site, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely, you have the opportunity yeah. to do that as well. It's yeah. a safe space for you to try things out as well before you allow people to start using it. Because you can create that particular app you want to join up with your existing app, mm-hmm. create it, switch it on, yes. test it and see if it works the way you want it to work. Mm-hmm. Use it the way the end user would use it. Yeah. If it's not quite there, switch it back off. Mm-hmm. Go in there again, make changes again, yeah. launch it again. I mean, switch it on again. It's there on your website. In some ways, kind of like the open source software. Android, you can customize it as much as you yeah, want. Yeah, you can. You yeah. can do pretty much anything you would like to do with it. As long as it's your basic requirement or, yeah, yeah you can do it. If you want to take payments on your existing yeah. site, yeah, you will be able to take payments. You want people to fill out an application form because they are looking for a job or upload a CV, yeah, absolutely, it would do it. So it's been written in a very generic an organic manner such that it would be able to handle pretty much anything you throw at it. So any use case, whatever your use case is, it would be able to handle that. That's that's the whole idea in the first place. So a place where you can create anything you need to create and integrate it with anything that it needs to be integrated with. So about existing and from scratch. Yeah. Whether you want when you want your order to be sent to Square, yeah. the payments processing platform, yeah. or PayPal, which is a payment processing platform as well. Yeah, yeah we can you can go on Synergy, create the order screen, yeah. list out your items there, yeah. click add to cart, add to cart, or just choose quantity of whatever the person is buying. Then say, okay, when this is done, the next stage or the next phase, it's like a workflow. Yeah. The next a phase is send this order to this page where they would be able to pay for it yeah. and they can pay for it. And after paying for it, send them to this page again. Yeah. And all is done, just you dragging and dropping. Those components are already there. Yes. Uh, I want you to talk me through, um, you know, a specific um, use case. Now, the, the reason for that is, say, for example, I have uh I have a small business, not not small business, medium-sized business that I've been running for a while. Maybe I have a good-sized storage, inventory, and all of that. But also, I want to manage the, I want to manage the front house bit and how we relate with customers and things like that. And I have different people running these different. Departments. different departments and stuff so now the thing is with synergy how can i tie all of these bits together now the person who's running the storage the warehouse is different from the person who runs so is it possible for me to have different levels of access with these different departments and how does it all come together yes absolutely um that is very possible um i mean one of the things that is there is 
not just you can create different organizations. So as you are now, you can have access to synergy and be able to access different organizations. And also, even though we haven't, we're not done with the change with the implementation yet. You can create several departments on that one organization. So whatever app. So let's say you are the owner of the organization. You've got three departments: sales, inventory, and maybe storage. Storage. Yeah. 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 You've got those three departments. You can go in there specifically and create an application, one application that takes care of inventory, takes care of sales, and takes care of your storage as well. So inventory is pretty much storage. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you could you could do that. And the benefit of it is everything created in one application means you've got access to all that data in one place, in one app. Yeah. So if you want to create a report, for instance, it's just a matter of going to the report page on Synergy, picking the fields from yeah. each page or each thing you've created for each department yeah. and create like an aggregation of, uh, like an aggregate of yeah. the data coming from the three different departments. Yeah. And yeah. also, if you want that to be sent to some other back, of, back office software you're using. Yeah. So for instance, let's say you're using Office 365. Mm-hmm. Or you want it to be sent out as an Excel sheet, that can be sent out as an Excel sheet. The same thing goes with taking orders and stuff. And also, if you have um, an approval process, like a workflow within your organization. So your organization has, for instance, inventory, we're running low on sugar in the cafe or wherever. We need to put in request, purchase order to buy sugar. And someone needs to approve it. Yeah, all of that can be catered for true synergy as well so each member of staff can have different levels of access to what they can see what they can interact with yeah yes okay uh i think before we go before we go i'm gonna ask you where you know if someone wants to have a quick look uh web i mean a link they can they can type in or click click on but before we before we get to that i just want to ask about the obsession with space. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone is going to space. I want to go to space. Yeah, I'm obsessed with space, too. <laughs> I, mean, I want to go to space. I want to see... I mean, I've seen... I haven't traveled around the world as much as I want to yet, but from what I've seen, I've seen the beauty of the works oh, of yeah. God's hands in this bit. But I also want to go to space. I want to look down from the International Space Station and say, oh, that is Earth. Where yeah. everybody have all the worries. <laughs> What do you think is going to happen with this obsession with space? Branson was up there the other day. Yeah. I don't know whether that's changed him in any ways or... I doubt it. He hasn't spent that much time in it to actually have the feel for it. Feel of God, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean... We've always been fascinated with space. As the human race has always been fascinated with space, right from them, Galileo and some other oh. astrologers. And even the the older civilizations, like, you know, Gio was saying in the last such scripture, oh, yes. the yes. fascination has always been about mm-hmm. what's above, what's there, what's there. From old mythologies, people have always believed that God came from the heavens and yes. people always look up to the heavens anyways. So that's led to a lot of, obviously, different type of religion, worshipping the sun, worshipping the moon and all of that. So fast track into the, fast forward into the um, 21st century, yes. that is still there. It's just, 
the quest for knowledge. And the quest for knowledge is where do we come from? Who are we? Because mainstream has pretty much said what's in the Bible is wrong. That's what they've said. With the Big Bang Theory, with everything, they've tried to find a way to discredit what the Bible is saying. So that would only make them more inquisitive. And the unfortunate thing for them is the more they know, the less they know. The more questions rise. Because they will never understand it until they go back to the book of Genesis. So, yeah, that's where the fascination yes. came oh, yes. from for all yes. humans. Yes. Well, but so we we are just a bit more crazy about space than one another. Mm. Like, I think my now fascination. We have the resources to actually yeah. explore it. Yeah. It, it is funny, though, because I remember, uh, you know, like I said, I love politics. Another thing I really enjoy is um, debate between professors. Now, I remember. <laughs> I remember watching um, a debate between an atheist professor called Peter Atkins and okay. um, a Christian professor called um, John Lennox. Okay, that, that should so, be interesting. Yeah. Oh, it was very interesting. So the question was, can science answer everything or um, has science buried God? And so there was this discussion about where does life come from? How do we interpret life and everything? And I remember the Christian professor, John Lennox, he asked this guy, if you say there is no God, how do you practice science? Because the understanding is there is a constant in nature. And that constant is because someone or something has put that constant there. Without that constant, you cannot do the discipline of science at all. It's not possible. So it's something that I think like Ravi Zachariah said, so with these guys going all around looking for answers, by the time they get to the top, they would see the philosophers who already understood that there was a God who created this thing sitting there waiting for them to say, oh, you finally got here. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. It's like, oh, we've, we've known, we've known since. We were just waiting for you to play yeah, around to and catch come up. up. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a very interesting subject, honestly. Um, their attitude, I mean, these professors and it's their scientific community mm. in the past has changed slightly because mm. now they, should I say they are very open to the idea maybe that's a god. Before, if you say anything to them about God, they say you're stupid, you're dumb. Yes. How can there be a God? It's a big bang theory. This mm. attitude mm. of calling people stupid mm. or mm-hmm. ignorant. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because I told them that's a God. Yes. That attitude yes. is slightly changed because they don't want to make enemy of people anymore. Mm. Because, mm. They, of course, if I tell you that's a God mm. and you tell you I'm stupid, I'm not ready to listen to what you're going to say to me that at that point brilliant. anymore. That we are both very angry at that point in time. I don't of want to listen yes. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> of course. So, of course. so they've changed their tune a bit to be a bit more understanding, a bit more... They will not still on, uh, listen yes. to what you have to say. Right. Yeah. They will let you speak. They won't call mm-hmm. you stupid mm-hmm. outrightly. But at least they will let you speak now. Yeah. Yeah, So, yeah, it's always the same story, especially when we go out for evangelism, for instance. Someone will tell you there's no God, that there's no God. I'll be like, okay, there's no God. But what if you are wrong? What if there's a God? I said, well, I don't know then. I'll take my chances. Oh, you take your chances. Okay. Well, the interesting thing is deep 
at the back of their mind, they know there is a God. Yeah, I I think everyone knows. They know the laws of nature, the laws of physics, Mm. the constants you mentioned, Mm. the speed of light, which is constant throughout the universe. Something puts it there. You don't get something out of nothing. The Big Bang cannot happen if something (laughs) did not initiate it. The whatever singular organism that an archaea organism went Mm -hmm. into that became a Mm -hmm. multi-cell. This stupid theory of... um, Sorry, not stupid. Oh, the theory of evolution. The theory of evolution, yeah. Yeah. To a certain degree, it's stupid. (laughs) I'll be honest. No, no. I I have thought about it. To a certain degree, it's it's stupid. (laughs) If you're talking about micro... Say evolution on a micro scale. Yeah. I can say that makes sense. For example... I mean, I was born in Africa. Because I was born in Africa and lived in Africa, I could manage the heat. Yeah. Now, since I moved from Africa to this place, I can no longer manage the heat yeah. because my body has pretty much yeah. evolved to embrace the yeah, cold. Absolutely. Heat now, I can't deal with it. So microevolution, yes, I can understand that. But macroevolution on the scale that Darwin talked about, that something changed into something else, that makes absolutely no sense it's it's just um insane sometimes when i hear these people speak mm. i mean i could not understand the reasoning but obviously i may never understand the reasoning yes. yeah they're looking at these things from a different perspective yeah mm. and they'll probably be looking at me like i'm crazy as well if you have mm. a conversation oh yes no, they do, yeah. the point is this the fact that the cell in a bird relates to um is similar to the cell mm. in um the raptors, mm-hmm. the dinosaurs, the dinosaurs yeah. doesn't mean they evolved. It means True. the same person yeah. created them. True. The same thing. Yes. He used the same materials exactly, to yes. create them. Yes. It's yes. not the other way around. <laughs> it's not yes. one evolving into the other. Yes. It's yes. just it's one person, one creator yes. made them. Yes. In likeness, it mm-hmm. took one from the other, like, just like it did with Adam and Eve. Yes. It took Eve from, from Adam. Adam. Yes. Yes. That's pretty much what is done. You would think that is the common sense explanation. <laughs> to be, here's the funny thing, because you know we're talking about how um, attitudes have changed in terms of science. Yeah. The funny thing is the founding fathers of modern science only started the discipline because they believed in what Paul said in Romans chapter 1. Oh, wow. So it is the argument Paul made to the Romans that we can see and know God mm. by observing the works of his hands. Mm. So that was what they saw, and that was the foundation of starting yeah. modern science. So these new guys, who and the Isaac Boy, Newton, all of them, they were very staunch Christians. Mm. It was their belief in God that actually uh, informed... Them, yeah. Their discipline in science. Yeah. But these new guys, I don't know where they got theirs from. They decided to remove God from the whole thing the creation, and say, oh, yeah. no, we're just going to go it alone. Yeah. And I think now they're starting to recognize that there is no way. So regardless of how much they try to deny it, there is no way. Without, uh, without God who initiated the whole thing, yeah. there, is, there is no way. It's one of the reasons why I love to... You know, just listen to the debates because I can see these guys, their brains turning, turning, and it's like, dude, yeah. but how do you defend this? You know it does not make sense. Yeah, they know. <laughs> and this this sad thing is, 
like I said before, it's an agenda being pushed throughout the institutions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you take away, if you break the theory of evolution, everything else you're saying, including the fixed stories, would fall apart. Yes. Oh, yes. And all the basis for what they know now, the scientific discoveries, these, that, they know, quantum physics and all of that, deriving, I remember then when we were in school, deriving in math, they say we derive what we don't know from what we know. Yeah. Mm. If they give you an equation, okay, this is what I have, this is what I have. Yes. That should tell me what I don't know. Yeah. True. Yeah. That's pretty much what they're doing. Yes. If what you've given me as an equation doesn't bear relations to each other, I will not have what I don't know. True. Yeah. So if it's the same person that's created everything Mm. around the equation you've given me, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I should be able to understand a bit further. Yes. yes. And like you said before, the theory of what is constant in the world, you mm -hmm. believe that constant is God. Yes. Throughout yes. everything they do, throughout all the laws of physics, throughout mm. um, math, mm. because you said the math doesn't lie. You mm -hmm. do the calculation, oh, yes. you do everything. Yeah, yes. it wouldn't lie because it's based on the law of nature and yes. the law of nature is it's constant. constant. It's yes. never going to change. Mm -hmm. And that's what they are holding on to. I'm talking about these new guys. Yes. So if the math is correct, the fact that you're getting mm. 0.0000000 infinity point one yes. correct doesn't yes. mean you have answers to the remaining. That There's still yes. so many questions. And that's why yes. they're going in circles. Yes. They un understand one thing now, mm. but that one thing raises more questions. Mm. Mm. And they will continue to ask more mm. questions, more questions, All more things, questions. Yeah. Because the person that created those things is... We are both them. Oh, definitely. Yes. <laughs> definitely, yes. The intelligence is way above them. That is true. And is they will true. not stop asking questions. Yeah, they will get some things right, obviously. Mm -hmm. Be the little law of nature they understand. Yes. Yes. But they will not be able yes. to understand the rest. Think, I think the reason we do get certain things um, right, and especially with how... You know, like we're talking about how tech has improved our yeah. lives now. I think the reason for that, it goes back again to Genesis chapter 1, the let us make man in our likeness. So if God made us in his likeness and he has in him that creativity to make something with everything that's uh, or out of nothing, at least he has given us materials. And yeah. I think that's why I asked you that question to start with. Yeah, is tech the devil? Yeah. Because I strongly believe that whatever we create is because of the nature of God in us to say, okay, fine, God made the word. We saw the raw materials. Yeah. We made TV yeah. out of that. We made cars. We made all of this stuff with that intelligence and that likeness of God we have. Something I want to ask you just before we round up, it's uh, where do Christians come in? In all of this, I mean, we can complain about the moral compass of the guys who you know run these big tech companies and yeah. all of that, but not until I can hold them um, to ransom for believing what they believe. They believe in what they believe. They started what yeah. they started. Yeah. Why don't Christians start their own things and then say, "Okay, this is what we believe. This is how we're going to run run our things." Yeah, it's actually a very good point you phrased there. Um, that's actually giving me an idea now that we are mm. talking about it. <laughs> mm. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think when it comes to propagating the gospel through social media, I believe that's what you're referring mm. to. 
we can do a lot more mm. and we can reach out more mm. or reach out to more people than we do at the moment. Mm. It's just a matter of knowing how to go about it and what are the most effective tools yes. to do it. The yeah. same way they're targeting people with crazy videos, mm. ungodly videos, mm. they can also be targeted with our positive message. Yes. May not necessarily be in your face, you're going to L kind of message. True, true. <laughs> it doesn't have to be. Yes. It could just be a message of hope, mm. a mm. message of encouragement yes. to start with. Mm. And little by little, you know, like Gigi was saying, you open the door up, let everybody in, yes. then start teaching them then. Don't chase them out. Don't chase them away from the door of the church because they are wearing trousers and mm. whatnot. Mm. I'm just using that analogy. Yes. But yes. yeah, pretty much the same thing we could do. We could spread positive messages, hanging there, God is with you. You know he loves you and all of that kind of message. Mm -hmm. Someone that is Googling how to commit suicide could mm. come across such message. Might just be the difference between them mm -hmm. ending up in hell and they not following through with what they are doing. Yes. And also, I, I personally need to look into how this these people do because I haven't touched them for a while now. Mm -hmm. How they mm -hmm. do the um how the algorithms work with yes. YouTube yes. because you can put in YouTube and Facebook and the yeah. rest of them. Yeah. You can put in keywords True. Yeah. that would help you to target the kind of people. Mm -hmm. So yeah, mm -hmm. it might mm -hmm. just be the kind of intervention yeah. the churches need at the yes. moment. And also the fact that everybody would spend most of their time Mm. on tablets, on phones mm. for the foreseeable future. Mm -hmm. That's likely going to be, the, that's the direction, If you, the right. trend you were asking me before. Yeah. Our lives are just going to be more and more integrated as yeah. things progress. Mm. These companies will continue to know more and more about us. Mm. But as a child of God, as, as a Christian, and as evangelist, basically, mm. called to preach the word of God or mm. to evangelize, mm. we need to do an awful lot more. Mm. on social media because mm. that's where it is mm. now i mean we can 10 of us can go out now to the high street for evangelism mm. we might only be able to talk to one person because right. nobody wants to wait and talk to you they're that always true, chasing yeah. something or something is chasing them yes. or they have one place they need to be or whatever mm. they wouldn't even take the bill and bills or tracts or flyers off your hand mm. but we have somewhere more more um more effective yeah. than those areas. Yeah. And that is their private space, their mobile phones. Mm. That is their laptop. That is their tablet mm. where we could make a massive difference. Mm. It might just be what might be the difference between them going to hell or mm. going to heaven mm. or that person dying or not dying. Mm. So I think what we could do as a child of God now is, for instance, in our church now, we need a more strong, a stronger um, social media presence. presence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We could do a lot more than we do at the moment. Mm -hmm. But obviously, we are all learning as we go ahead. Yes. We know about social media, but not yes. social media with the gospel. There are two different things. Mm -hmm. I can go on as a user, yeah. Stephen, and I could go on as an organization trying to spread a message or a campaign. Yeah. It's a yeah. different thing. Yeah. If we manage, back to the idea I was saying this is giving me now, if we manage to find an, a more effective way to do it, mm. we can go to other churches and tell them, oh, do X, Y, Z. Yeah. 
your messages yes. would be more effective this way. Yeah. Or yeah. your online campaigns would yeah. be more effective this way. Mm. But we have to do the dirty work first. Oh, of course, we yes. have to do all the groundwork first. Yes. So, yes. yeah, it's a lot of work, but mm. it is an area we need to look mm. into mm. in the Christendom. Mm. Yeah. Because the Islamist people are doing that. That's why they are able to stay in Syria and radicalize poor children here in London oh, yes. and get them to oh, travel yes. down to a war zone. Yes. Who does that? Oh, yes. How could you do that? <laughs> I mean, it's uh, the only way people would be able to give you the same information over yeah. and over again till Pretty the person much, yes. is brainwashed. Yes. And once yes. they are brainwashed, they're ready to go and commit, <clears throat> become a suicide bomber. Mm. That is the only reason why they would be able to yeah. do that. Yeah reinforced message definitely yeah. constantly yeah. and they isolate them from reality isolate mm-hmm. them from mm-hmm. people that mm-hmm. could tell them otherwise mm-hmm. but christians we could do we could spread a more positive message mm-hmm. that way mm-hmm. that could make individuals mm-hmm. a better person mm-hmm. a better christian yeah. Yeah. but also we shouldn't forget the risk as well to christians okay. especially yes. young christians mm-hmm. these algorithms are still there we mm-hmm. still need to spread the message to them mm-hmm. don't get sucked in yeah. If someone is saying something bad about a general overseer, for instance, mm-hmm. you watch. You only need to watch one video. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You would mm-hmm. see many more from that point on. Even if yes. though, even though you're not interested before, yes. Yes. now you've been sucked yes. in. You want to see what happened next. You want yes. to see what happened next. Yes. And that is that is the nature of social media at the moment. Yes. Driven by greed mm. from these platforms. Mm. Mm. So yeah. God help um, us. Yeah. Oh, God help us. I, I think this all is still a bit about being uh, responsible in terms of how, in terms of how we use these things. Well, they, uh, I'm a very big believer of individual responsibility. Oh, yeah. Areas. Because I mean, like with the example you just mentioned about seeing a video. And I remember when all of that first came out and the first thing I said to myself is these people just want to gain cheap popularity. <laughs> if you want to go gain popularity quick, you go after the biggest fish. It's how it works. Yeah. And that a lot of people would fall for that. To be honest, I hold them individually responsible. Uh, you it, can't really <laughs> do that. Um, you know, the Bible referred to Christians in different categories. Mm, mm. They are the ones that have not even started eating milk, drinking milk yet. Yes. They are the ones that are drinking milk. They are True. the ones yeah. that are now eating mm. meat. Mm. There are some Christians that are like that. Forget mm. how intelligent they are. Mm. Forget um, how much education they have. Mm. Mm. When it comes to rumor, mm. they just mm. have weakness for believing course, that. Yeah. People and like that, it's yeah. just a weakness in a lot mm. in some people. Mm. They can not. They have to hear. They must see finish, as they say in Nigeria. <laughs> <laughs> they must see finish, and oh, the process yes. of seeing finish, mm. their faith gets finished in the process. Yes, they are little. The little faith that they have in God before, mm-hmm. they would mm. lose it completely. Yes. So yeah, not everybody that is an adult is able to be responsible true, for themselves. True. Uh, true. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's always uh, like that. It's, it, uh, I don't know, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's, a tri- it's tricky business. <laughs> it's very tricky business because it is. I don't know. I, like I said, I'm a very big believer in individual responsibility. Yeah. So maybe sometimes I hold onto that too much and <laughs> forget that, yes, yeah, some people are vulnerable to certain things. Yeah. But, ooh. 
it's a sense of weakness. It's mm. part of the Adamic nature. Yeah, it is what it is. So this would be the good reason why we should flood those channels with the right message. Yeah. So let these people is. see these messages instead of something else and. Pray to God that the big brothers actually allow them to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. See. I mean, a lot of people join the prayer line in yes. this church, in our church, for diverse reasons. In most cases, because they've got an issue or the other, they've got problems. Yeah, and after the problem is their problem is gone. They are also gone. They don't join the church anymore. Yes. They don't come for services mm. anymore. They don't join the prayer mm. line anymore because they don't have a problem anymore. Yes. But they are still on social media. That is true, yeah. So the only way we can still be in touch, be in contact with them, to still remind them that God loves them still, mm-hmm. even though they don't have any problem, they don't need God for anything, now yes. God needs them, yes. is through social media. True. A lot of work is required mm, to get things true. off the ground. Yeah. There's no, there's no um, doubt about that. Mm, 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 it's mm. about preparing the message. Most people you mm. see, or most churches you see there, apart from their services, or mm. most people that go on social media, mm. they prepare special messages. Specific for people. Special well, topics yes. for specific yes. audience mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that they are targeting. Yes. So it helps to um, get a wider audience. The wider mm-hmm. the message mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. the wider the audience you are mm-hmm. likely going to mm-hmm. attract from yeah. that point on. So if yeah. the message is about young people, mm-hmm. you're likely going to see yeah. young people because yeah. young people are in that stage of their life that your message is talking about. Mm-hmm. If it's mm-hmm. an adult you're after, mm-hmm. Or grandparents you are after mm. the message should reflect that as well. So mm-hmm. it's one thing streaming services on social media. Yeah. It's one thing that mess it's another thing that message actually having the impact you want True. it to watch. True. So yeah. the content matters basically. Oh, no, of course, what we are yeah. posting there, definitely. the content does matter. Definitely. If it's a content they would be able to go on to our general overseas website and get a better content True. there, yeah. they would go there. Yes. Yes. If it's a content that is yeah. talking about Council chasing them or uh, police chasing them mm-hmm. or, or mm-hmm. for drugs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the content mm-hmm. because it relates to them at that point yes. in time. So I think so it's understanding, understanding and be intentional yeah. about, about the yes. messages. Yes. That is the only way we can make an impact on social media mm-hmm. as Christians and as a church, as evangelists. We have to do what we have to do. Yeah, we don't have a choice. Whatever it takes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, takes. Oh, yes. I said I was going to get back to what link. So for everyone listening to this, you want to try Synergy out. You want to incorporate it, you know, to help you facilitate everyday life, your businesses. And um, what if you're looking to start a business or looking to, um, you know, grow your business or, you know, just add something to your everyday life. What link? Synergyflow.io. So synergyflow.io. That is S Y N E R G Y F L O W dot I O. Try it out. I promise you, you will enjoy it. It's um, drag and drop, basically. There is no way you can miss it. So, um, 
So this episode, I've been all about tech. I know there are certain areas we couldn't cover. We're always going to so have You can always do another one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we're always going to have a part two and a part three. I really want to get into the politics. End yeah, I know. Because and I think... God part as well, I think is, is very important. Um, a lot of us Christians, sorry, just yes. before you ran off. A lot of us Christians find it difficult to relate science with God. Yes relates what these people are saying mm. to what God said, what's yes. already in the Bible. Yes, yes. It's easy, if you understand the Bible, to relate the two together. It's very easy. So, Honestly, I find it very easy. <laughs> if you're a scientist <laughs> and you're wondering, yes. oh, what is the place of God in all of this? Mm. 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 Like the new discovery now, using a new powerful telescope, yes. looking through a black hole. Yes. And they could see that the black hole is spewing out... Mm. data, matter, mm-hmm. both mm-hmm. sides yes. of that particular black hole. Yes. And where does that, what is a black where hole? Does where does, go, where yes. does that come from? Where, where does God fit yes. in all of that? In yes. science, astrology, and all of that. Oh, yes. Where does God oh, fit yes. in? I think it speaks back to something we were discussing earlier about how scientists are trying to change their attitude. Because the Hubble's telescope is one of the things that's made them change. The orientation. Yeah, yeah. orientation about... Before they had this belief that the universe was pretty much internal, yeah. But now they've realized, okay, there was a beginning, yeah. Know, to this thing, yeah. so I think it's very important. But oh, the Bible now, the, the Bible is it's very easy because actually, I'll just tell you the story real quick. So the <laughs> okay. other time, I started to look at this story again that Jesus um, told about the uh, the man who left and he gave the three servants, the different Oh, talents. yeah, the talents. Yeah. And I actually got an economic lesson from that. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> this is how you run the economy. Mm. You do not give uh, breaks or money to and people out. who are just hungry. They want to yeah. eat. You give economic breaks to people who you'd say... Who multiply it. Yes, they want to create something. You know, even though, yes, they're going to keep more for themselves, but that thing they create would affect Everyone, many, yeah. many lives. So it's something I saw in that bit where... That's the capitalist system. It's got capitalism. But this is the thing. It's, that, that's why I was expecting that like, with these tech companies and everything should be about the profits. Because, I mean, even Jesus said, cast the unprofitable servants yeah, away. Yeah. Like, you have oh, they have to money. Produce profit. So there is something there. Yeah, and that is that is an agenda, mm. and I say master mm. pulling the strings yes. of the puppet. So Definitely. it's not yes. so much about money or profit. It's about mm. the influence. Mm. It's about them being able to put mm. pressure on people. Mm. It's about them being able to decide who does what, mm. who becomes the leader. Mm. It was very obvious. Go on, you know Rupert Murdoch. Yes. Have you seen the documentary about him and his empire? His I new damn empire. No. Please go and watch that. You would mm. have a very good understanding mm. of how these people work. Is mm. mm. interviews from employees, yes. his sons, yeah. um, how he managed to get Blair in there mm. as the prime minister. Mm. It's basically anyone this paper, I think the son or whatever the name the of son, his yeah. other, yeah, mm. his other mm. newspapers, mm. anyone they endorse mm-hmm. becomes the prime minister. The same thing happened with Cameron. Mm. If they go to him, he likes you. It's just a matter of a number of his editors and journalists yeah. penning something very good about you. 
yes. social engineering, and they engineer people's yeah. orientation about yeah. it. And that's it. So what more do you want more than yes. money, than the influence <laughs> and power? I can yes. pick up the phone and call yes. the Prime Minister and say, Mr. Prime Minister, mm -hmm. X, Y, Z about oh, my company. Course. I mean, I installed you there, so, yeah. The same game happening in Africa as well. It's, no, it's, it's just on a well. different scale and a different no, level with, with violence and whatnot. Yes, but it's, it's still here in this democracy as well. Yes. And it will always be here. It's not going to go away. Uh, I've forgotten who said this. I'm trying to remember. I said John MacArthur. He said this thing. Oh, the general. That. Yes. Wherever you have sinners, you should not be surprised that dodginess <laughs> is going on. It's normal. Like wherever you have sinners, <laughs> you would always have. So uh, yeah. I don't think that's shocking at all. Yeah, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's what it is. The politics bit because I could go on for hours. <laughs> We can have politics in the yes. next one. <laughs> let's, have, let's have a political Should discussion be interesting. another time. Yeah, uh, I, I love politics, but I try not to let it consume mm. me because mm. I don't have control over it. Yeah. And anything I don't have control over, yes. I don't want to put too much attention into it. If mm. I'm not in the position where I could effect change, mm. things get to me easily and I start... It's... I think maybe the way my brain is hardwired, <laughs> there's a problem. Okay, yes. let's solve it. Yeah, yes. that's probably what made me a programmer in the first place. Mm -hmm. That's a program. Uh, that's a yeah. problem. Let's try and solve it. Yeah, yes. if there's a problem in politics or whatever, and I think mm. things are not the way they are, mm. I try and think of solution. If I knew the solution, if I know the solution, and I cannot effect mm. the solution, yes. it becomes a frustration for me. Mm. <laughs> so I just stay away. I can mm -hmm. hear. I can educate myself about yes. what's happening. Yes. But the fact that I cannot effect the change mm -hmm. or in the position to influence it, I just stay out. I'll just be looking from a distance. Yes. The same reason why I don't have a football team, <laughs> because I don't have control over whether they win or you not. So why give team. myself the oh, ass ache? You must have a football team. <laughs> so you I just watch for fun. <laughs> no, you must uh, have no, a football team. I just it's watch for important. fun. It's very important. <laughs> With politics, I think we can definitely effect a change. Well, we can. yeah, if you we say can. so, <laughs> we can. I don't know we, we how, because I'm not a politician. That. Yes, but yeah, we we would we would discuss that. Now I have to coach. Uh, I have to coach my child to be involved in politics full time. Yeah, so, it, there's nothing mm. wrong with it. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that, to be honest. But mm. um, we just need to be careful so that yes, we don't get sucked into oh no, definitely, <clears throat> yes. yeah, madness and, and whatnot. Definitely, yes. Well, I think we'll discuss that in a subsequent uh, episode. I really want to thank you for coming out. Coming no, out it's tonight. been a pleasure. <laughs> thank everyone who's um, tuned in to listen and been part of this. You've been listening to the I Am A Christian podcast. I am Ohit. Oh,